From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpotts. Hello, podcast listeners. I hope this episode finds you doing well. Here we are, a new month and a chance to learn new things, have more conversations with others, and dive into new adventures. One of the reasons I love Uniquely Kentucky is just the chance to talk and listen to others about their passion and their drive to make Kentucky an even better place. This podcast allows me and hopefully you to learn about the rich history in all aspects of the state. There were so many things that 2020 opened our eyes to. The pandemic has helped to shine a light even more on hunger and the need for access to healthy foods for everyone in this country. It also helped shine a light on diversity and a much needed conversation on bringing everyone to the table. When I first learned about my guest for this episode, I was fascinated by what she was doing, not just here in Lexington, but across the state when it comes to African-American farmers and helping bring together urban families, rural and urban black farmers and growers, and open the conversation about the possibilities. Through Black Soil, co-founder Ashley Smith is helping to reconnect black farmers to not only their agricultural heritage, but rich legacy in growing and producing in the state. Uniquely Kentucky with Amber Philpot is brought to you by the WKYT News and Weather Apps, available on the App Store and Google Play. Ashley Smith, welcome. I, I joked to you that we did a story that featured you and uh, I was bummed because I didn't get to do it first. One of our photogs did. Ashley Smith is the co-founder of Black Soil. Is it our better Nature? Our better nature, yes. Okay, our, our, better nature. our better nature, yes. This is such an interesting concept. So I have to start there. What is, before we even learn about you, I have to tell people more about Black Soil, Our Better Nature. What is it? Black Soil is a bridge, a liaison that serves Kentucky farmers, chefs, and makers by connecting their products to your household, your institution, and your small business. And we're operating across the state of Kentucky. And a lot of folks are just now coming to um, understand who we are, but we've been in existence this August for four years. Um, And so definitely be celebrating um, really, really big. And we're really excited to be here with you today. You know, when I was doing a little bit of research and rooting around on your website, I I knew the numbers would be low. I just didn't know this low. So Black Farms represent 1.4% of primary farm operators in Kentucky. That is correct. And so I'm if that is the case in Kentucky, I'm assuming that across this country, it is also a very low number as well. Yes, nationally, it's at 2%. And at the turn of the century, it was at 15%. Um, and so over time, that long kind of burn of disparity and discrimination and displacement of Black landowners, uh, farmers, And then you also see the underutilization with culinary artists and other makers. So really working to focus on what the present and the future can look like as we bridge that heritage and legacy of black farming here in the state and nationally. Well, you've been doing this now four years. You've had an opportunity now to really get your name out there and, and start the conversation. What has that conversation been like? Who has come to the table and, and how is this now um, beginning to grow, if you will, just like things that grow in the ground? Right. Well, before COVID-19, our main focus was agritourism, 
we initially piloted this business in Hart County at, on Barber's Farm, where four of the seven siblings have returned to farming. They farm 150 acres in rural um, Western Kentucky, about 45 minutes outside of Bowling Green. And Andre Barber and, and Tareem Jewell, we developed relationships with these farmers. And it allowed us to directly connect urban, urbanites uh, from Lexington and Louisville with our small scale rural-based farmers. And that has manifested through farm to table dinners as well as farm tours. And our COVID-19 pivot focused on sourcing directly to households through our CSA program, our weekly farm shares, um, working with Makers Mark and the Lee Initiative through their Restaurant Relief Reboot Program, which allows our small-scale farms to facilitate directly with six Kentucky-owned restaurants from Eastern to Central all the way to Western Kentucky. Visit Lex is an extensive partner. We manage the 15% pledge. They've been right by our side from the very beginning. The University of Kentucky, we have the honor of partnering with Divine Karama and Believing in Forever as the inaugural partners along with Geo Gibson um, with the Cornerstone Exchange. So COVID-19 has blown up obviously health inequities and disparities, but it has also allowed us to position our work that we were already doing for three years through agritourism and make that quick pivot and shift into strategic sourcing. And so it allows us to continue developing the relationships with the direct consumers. I can tell your passion. I've never met you in person. We're just doing this via Zoom. And so where does that passion for this particular area come from? Because um, if someone looked at me, they would probably never know that I grew up on a farm. You know, certainly you don't look like your typical farmer. So where does this passion come from and, and why is it so important? Well, that's a great question. You know, I am definitely an industry outsider with less than five years in the sector. And when I was recruited from working in the arts, uh, my background as a sociologist and a social scientist. I've worked with first time home buyers. I've worked with artists through the Crave Food and Music Festival. I've worked at the Lyric Theater and lastly, Fayette Alliance before I sprung out full time working with Black Soil. And the combination of all of this work based here in the city of Lexington, my hometown that I love so much, created this um, kind of groundswell each job built upon each other. And the thing that I discovered very quickly about agriculture is the it's, it's wide open. It's a canvas that you can really create, innovate, um, make it your own. And I absolutely love that during my time that I spent working for Fate Alliance for three years. I spent time at City Hall, sitting in many, many planning meetings where I learned about how 90% of our day-to-day -day, um, life, you know, quality of life decisions are made by planning commission, city council. And I started to dig deeper into the rich agrarian history of our county, discovered the hamlets, the post-Civil War settlements, Utterntown, Bracktown, and the rich black farming heritage that connects us with hemp, tobacco, equine and distilling. And so really researching, digging deeper, and the question that we're actively trying to solve and work through it is if mother nature can't see who puts the seed in the ground, then why do we have such enormous disparities in agriculture? And so again, working with people groups, moving them from point A to point B, really that's the 
the principle that I bring to this. Again, I'm very humble and understanding. I don't have a farming background, but my background has enabled me to be engaged and empower uh, those within our community to reach their ultimate you know, self-actualization. So that's really what motiv motivates us. That's what sparked us. Um, our co-founder's name is Trevor Claiborne, and he brings a completely different passion and origin story um, with Black Soil um, through Farmer Brown, the MC, serving um, at Kentucky State University, looking around and seeing that environmental education would be a great way to connect with urban communities and youth around ag and urban farming and gardening. You know, I hear in everything that you're saying, you may not cultivate soil, if you will, or didn't bring that to the table, but you cultivate people. And that's really how we change things, right? When we cultivate people, we get people to the table and we get them listening. And then all of the other happens, doesn't it? That's right, absolutely. Well, I think 2020 was certainly a year where a lot of people started to listen. Ashley, have you found that in this work that more and more people are surprised to find out about that rich history and those places that you talked about within the African-American um, history of not only Lexington, but Kentucky, and then when it also comes to the farming community? Absolutely. So again, our agrarian roots, the love of our factory floor industries, hemp, tobacco, equine, and distilling. So when we work with um, guests who had attend the Traces Slavery at Ashland tour at Henry Clay Estate. We are able to tell the Kentucky story through the experience of the 122 enslaved men, women, and children. When we look back at the origins of who was cultivating the hemp, they were enslaved black men. But now when we fast forward to 2017, 18, 19, and the resurgence of the hemp licensing and legalization of being able to grow it for research, you see an inching out and a very inequitable distribution of who can cultivate and get access to those types of licenses, of afford it. Um, so it's, it's really looking at that linear historical interpretation of agriculture that helps ground us in working back from the erasure, because again, it is um, oftentimes a, a mythological retelling of how we built these industries. The first 13 out of 15 Kentucky Derby winning jockeys were young, formerly or enslaved young men. They were the Michael Jordan of their time. And so in those definitions, much like again, when we're leading tours as docents at Ashland Henry Clay Estate, we state to folks, you and I are both breathing right now. And Amber, if I hold my breath, it doesn't make your lungs inhale or expand any stronger or further. So I can speak of the great compromiser, Henry Clay. And I can also in the same breath speak about how Aaron and Charlotte and Charles Dupuy, Marianne Dupuy, and the remaining individuals who are oftentimes faceless, nameless, and we literally have to put together the traces and piece their lives back into wholeness. And so again, as a social scientist who has found herself, you know, putting together CSA shares, we focus on the purpose of why we do what we do. We wanna help folks understand that their love of CSA was cultivated by a black farmer in rural Alabama, Dr. Booker T. Watley. Our love for farm to table and the really 
defining movement of a lot of locally owned restaurants. We can credit that to Chef Edna Lewis. And so again, looking back at national as well as local influences, it allows us to truly be um, impactful. Ashley, do you find that young um, African-American men, women, boys, girls, that they are finding that this is a whole new path that they didn't know was possible for them. And do you find that they're getting excited about the opportunities that, you know, not just agriculture, but agritourism can, can lead them down in this state? Absolutely. Again, there's just so much empowerment and opportunity in ag from working with youth through Farmer Brown, the MC programming, all the way up to Junior Manners, which focuses on um, middle and high school students, minorities getting back into agriculture, Manners, which is the collegiate chapter, all the way to working with landowners here across the state who have rich fertile soil that have remain dormant for years, if not decades. We're seeing from start to finish within the life cycle, individuals really wanting to activate or become reactivated into this, you know, critical industry. I think more and more seeing how applicable and critical it is, being able to transfer those skills. You know, farmers oftentimes get a bad rap for being uh, you know, not intelligent or, or bumpkins or whatever the, um, you know, trope wants to be. But I have found in my time and working with what we refer to as the superheroes amongst us, these, this tiny yet mighty sector, they're ingenuitive, they're innovative, they're creative, they're resilient, they're called to a mission. They get up every day before the sun comes up and then they're oftentimes leaving their public job to work you know their acres until the sun goes down so being able to connect again people to other folks to see the representation to build the relationships and then continue building on that openness it has really been um the strategy that has led us to our success so we were ready when that frost hit in may of 2020. We were ready when the shutdown mm -hmm. occurred and, you know, the meat shelves were, were bare to the bone and Cleves Family Market in LaRue County jumped and answered the call and they stood tall and offered their excellent meat cuts, you know, and sold out. And so it's continuing to answer the call. One of the things that I find interesting just about Kentucky and, and kind of the agro world, if you will, is that you can make a place for yourself. You know, I've had a very dear female friend of mine create, develop a lavender farm, you know, something she never thought she would be doing. And I've seen that happen with a lot of other, uh, a lot of other places. So people really are finding that it is hard work and you can't go into it blindly, but there is a place that you can make a space for yourself, if you will, in a lot of different areas. It's not through tra traditional farming that you would think of. It's not your granddad's farming, if you will. Absolutely. I think the days of go big or go home, hopefully have, are behind us. We've cannibalized in many ways our industry in the sector and have not allowed enough people to enter in and made it very difficult. So that, um, that resilient spirit that you're describing in your friend of how she just took it upon herself, she carved out her lane. Um, again, the strategy that has allowed us to sustain ourselves. We don't do what other, you know, 
entities do. We're very, very unique. If we can't do it, then we work to cultivate and connecting that interested party to someone who can. Um, we, we do want to continue to scale up and be able to offer the best customer service that we can. You guys moved into um, a, a, a really cool building that has a, a very interesting history in a, in a different way. If people remember the Cosmic Charlies there in Lexington, that's your guys' new home, right? So that that's is a really cool space. What does it allow you all to do there? It allows us to have a, our global headquarters. Um, here at 105 West Loudon, our Black Soil Fulfillment Center, we are able to live out our seed to shelf commitment. So to our farmers, we say, you know, before you put that seed into the ground, let's make sure your product has a shelf to rest on. So customers can get to it and they can continue to trust your brand. So it allows us to store, freeze, refrigerate and wholesale. Um, Kentucky farm products where chefs and other makers come and purchase them. And what we refer to as our ag innovation hub. So we're also next door in the Gray Line station, the $5 million infill and redevelopment of the former Lextran transit station. Within that is the Julieta market. And so our farmer's market operates year round and it is an indoor farmer's market where we can now recruit from all 120 counties top producers. That is our desire. We have a mission to serve the 1.4% of Black Kentucky farmers, but we're also called to serve all 120 counties in those small scale rural operations because we need within our urban communities and our chronic food deserts as much seasonal produce and local meat that we can get. So next door at the recipe, our year round indoor farmer's market allows us to showcase. So we can be a little rough around the edges here at 105, um, but 101 West Loudon at the Gray Line Station, we really are able to have our, our food stall for demonstrations, our localized Williams-Sonoma, smell the, um, you know, how the, the notes of the seasonal produce. And if you like what you see and you smell from that featured chef, we then invite you to head over to the farmer's market and purchase that. Um, so it, it again allows us to continue retaining um, investment here locally, investment in diverse supplier networks that really do uplift and celebrate Kentucky tradition. You're kind of like an artist, you know, in an artist home, it's usually a mess, but then you see that beautiful product, that beautiful painting that you might want to buy. And so nobody needs to see the mess back home, right? Um, and exactly. we should tell people, like, as we're doing this, you know, you know, usually you want it to be quiet, but I love it. I mean, you can tell the buzz that's going around. People are coming into work. They're getting going, doing what they're doing there. So you can tell it's a, it's a hub of activity. Ashley, I know in COVID, you know, we were asked to stay home, try to be safe, maybe not venture out as much as we normally would. But I still feel like even though we've gone through a really tough year, Lexington itself is really pulsing and it's really vibrating in places like Gray Line and what you're doing. Um, I'm guessing that you're just hoping as soon as we come out of this, that is going to explode again, you know, because I think it's pent up right now. Absolutely. And I think too, even with the pent upness, people are still supporting intentionally locally, like the campaigns for the staycations, identifying local restaurants and people can support, and definitely wanting to um, eat local year round. You know, that's what we encourage folks to, to partake here with Black Soil. 
the anticipation of when the world opens back up is is slowly starting to wane with all of the variants emerging but with safety and social distancing we will continue to uh, press forward as a farmer's market we are an essential um, entity so we do welcome folks to to come visit us to check out the other shops here at julietta market there are about 50 vendors there's 52 weeks in the year if you could shop with one vendor a week and then you know expand out to the gray line station shops as well and really exploring you know how you and your family can partake in by supporting these locally owned businesses you're really supporting yourself because yeah. the walmarts and the big box stores of the world you know when you're down on your luck they don't have a personal relationship mm -hmm. with you yeah you know i'm a positive person so I, I hear all the positivity that's coming out of this but i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you know in the middle of a really tough year um we we had a lot of conversations about racial injustice have you had any pushback ashley have you run into where it's like oh you know like we're hitting the old wall again like we just can't break through have you have you experienced that well absolutely because you know we're dealing with many views and perspectives that are coming to the table and i think for folks farming and agriculture it's been so conditioned in many folks minds to not see anyone of color in in those roles or spaces and that's how that deliberate erasure over the past 100 plus years has manifested through images and tropes and really you know i i tend to young college students who come to me young black college students who say you know i want to be a farmer and I shared this information with someone in the College of Ag or, or uh, you know, someone that I'm partnering with and they said, well, black people don't farm, you know? And again, that is an indicator that that individual isn't aware of their history because that history has not been fully showcased. And when we aren't fully aware of our history, we are doomed, unfortunately, to repeat it. And so, yes, uh, racism is real, it's alive. And there are many folks who, much like COVID, don't see that it is real because they might not experience it. But I want to be able to share that everyone eats. And so we need every single type of person cultivating the land to bring forth a bounty to, to feed and nourish our communities. And you know we have a, a diverse mix of customers and consumers, and we love that. We love to receive their support. And so I, I would rather focus on um, people uplifting and being able to push forth our mission than individuals who troll in comment sections on news station Facebook pages who might not ever communicate or engage with someone who might look differently than them. And I pray for that because at the end of the day they're limiting themselves from their full capacity potential and opportunity to live a fulfilled life um so that's how you know the trolls are there we live in kentucky uh and i think kentucky at times has branded itself so perfectly as an all-white state all-white region that you really do forget about those critical contributions and innovations and those pioneers at the very beginning Ashley, where do you see black soil in five years? 
Well, I see black soil continuing to grow here in the state of Kentucky. Right now we are in 31 counties mm -hmm. and I want to have reached um, at least 80 counties by that point. That's a lot of work to do. Secondly, in the next five years, I would like to progress on our um, urban high tunnel project with Grow Appalachia, where we will install greenhouses in Lexington and Louisville food deserts. Mm -hmm. And those individuals, those uh, residential market gardeners will be able to nourish their families and their communities. And then we'll see cultivation of economic development through strategic sourcing, through contracts, through locally owned groceries, restaurants, continuing to grow regionally in our contiguous states as well as globally. So that's where we're headed. Um, we are fired up, we are excited. Uh, this is definitely a lifestyle and not a trend. And so we invite your viewers to, to check us out, come visit us. We love, love connecting with folks who've met us through media um, engagements or social media platforms. And it, are you guys um, like work off of grants? And then obviously I know that you, you know, I guess you're making some money with the farmer's market and how you're doing that, but how are you guys funded? Yes. Yeah, so That's the other part of the battle is yes. finding the money to keep it going. That's right. Um, so our business model, we are a LLC. We are a social enterprise. So we do have the desire to work for the profit of our community with the ability to give back. Because again, food insecurity, health disparities, like those things can't go overlooked. We have diversified ways in which we bring in revenue. So grants, sponsorships, consulting fees, um, working with our farmer's market through subscription sales of our CSAs, selling produce and um, making uh, facilitation fees from brokering. One of the things that we did when we started this podcast is we wanted to name it Uniquely Kentucky so that we could talk to the people that made Kentucky unique. So I always ask, why do you, Ashley, you have a passion for not only Lexington, but the state. Why do you think Kentucky is so unique and how does it have the opportunity to be even more so unique? I love it. Well, again, I'm born and raised here in Lexington. My parents are from Western Kentucky, Trigg County, Christian County. Um, and I just always remember summers being spent in the country, summers being spent on just beautiful bluegrass, rolling hills and, and flatlands and throughout the state. Kentucky is perfectly poised geographically for economic development, for quality of life. And I would love to see um, an expansive and exciting campaign to bring more young people, young black people to the state and really introduce them to a Kentucky that they've never experienced through the media outside of our Commonwealth. Ashley, you make me very hopeful. You make me hopeful that we are really starting a dialogue that needs to happen. You make me hopeful that, that people are listening and that people are coming to the table. Um, I just wanna say thank you for what you're doing in our community because I think that you are, you're doing a service. Yes, you're you're providing the the fresh fruits and vegetables, but you're also you're educating people on a whole lot more than just farming. And right. and I see that, and I just I hope other people see it because I see it and I feel it. Let's tell people before we go if people want more information. Um, how do they find you? Keep up with you on social media. Let's tell them one more time. 
Well, first again, uh, thank you so much for having us today. To your viewers, we really appreciate your interest. And to continue the conversation, we invite you to visit our website, www.blacksoilky. And there you can learn a little bit about our history and our products. You can visit us in person, obviously safely and social distance and masked up at our year-round indoor farmer's market at the Gray Line Station at 101 West Loudon Avenue, Thursday through Sunday. And more than that, you can find us on Facebook, Black Soil Our Better Nature, and Instagram, Black Soil KY. Well, Ashley Smith, she is with Black Soil Our Better Nature. She's cultivating that soil, but she's also cultivating people. And Ashley, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure, Amber. Thank you so much.